Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Black Stag Fitness Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm going to go over what I've learned as a PT after my first year of being self-employed, being a PT, and uh, training people in for the first 12 months. Um, I've learned loads in terms of how to train people and being a PT and working with various different people from a personal training side of view. I've also learned a lot from the marketing point of view. So obviously I had a marketing degree, I worked in a marketing role before this, but being self-employed, it was a kind of it was a different world, having to do it all yourself, coming up with all these marketing systems and putting them all in place yourself was something, uh, it was a bit of a learning curve for me. So I'm just gonna go over a couple of things as I've learned as a PT, for those of you who may be thinking about um, becoming a PT or are new to being a PT. Uh, hopefully there's some tips that you can take away from this and you can implement yourselves in your own kind of business strategy. I'm going to go over a couple of the things that uh, annoyed me, as a, that have annoyed me as a PT first, um, kind of from, a, from a, a, a business owner's point of view. So the couple of things that you will get as a personal trainer, I'm probably going to carry on getting this in the, the next few years. It's not just going to be in my first year of being a PT, but no-shows are the first thing uh, that I'll get off my chest. There is nothing more annoying than uh, people who don't turn up to sessions, especially when they don't tell you they're not coming and you're there waiting for like 20, 30 minutes for them and then they're never going to show up, especially if it's like your last session of the day or you've got a big gap after them. There is nothing more annoying than people not turning up for personal training sessions. I'm sure PTs that are listening understand this. Obviously, some people you have genuine reasons. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm mentioning people who just don't turn up because they can't be asked or they've forgotten and they just don't fancy the session. When you're self-employed as well, if they're paying as they go and you're not relying on that money but you're expecting that income to come in, it is even more annoying. Um, that's just from the experience that that will happen in your first year as a PT, I have absolutely no doubt about it, and it's probably gonna continue happening, but it's just one of the most annoying things that you need to get ready for. The second one that I've found, uh, and I'm not doing anymore, so I find, uh, I found quite a few times, um, there were couples who wanted to train, they wanted to train together, obviously to try and save a bit of money, but from my experience, it does not work. Uh, the dynamic doesn't work between the two of them, uh, I've always found that one of them is more motivated than the other. One is just kind of going along with it because the other half wants to do it. And they're not motivated enough to A, put in the effort and continue coming um, on a long-term basis. They're only ever going to be there short-term. You may manage to get the one that is motivated as an individual client. But more from experience, it's always kind of a... Um, a, a, a on a whim kind of motivation for couples to train together I don't recommend targeting them I don't think they work well together and as well you most of the time they're at different um, levels so one tends to be fitter than the other so you've then got to completely adapt your session both times for sorry for both people at the same time which a takes up your time they can't get as much in the session and especially if one is a complete novice you're having to spend so much more time training them the other one gets neglected 
and I just don't think it works um, at all. So that's just from my experience. You may have a completely different opinion on that, but I just don't think that um, couples who train together work out as a PT from my point of view anyway. So they're the two things that I've found that kind of annoy me, um, that, I've, that I've learned as a PT over the year. The things now that I'm going to go through, these are things that I've learned that I've implemented that I'm hoping uh, you guys can use and implement in your own business strategy. The main one, uh, the biggest one, is do your own admin and get things set up early. When I talk about admin, I'm talking about all of your financing, all of your marketing systems, all of your social media, all of your things like um, sign-up forms or park you forms, things like that. Make sure that you're on top of your admin because it can a it can build up really quickly, and b it is so important to keeping you organised. If you've got uh, a handle on your accounting, then it makes things so much easier when you come and do your tax returns. And yes, you need to do your tax returns. I've actually just hired um, an accountant to help me do mine because I don't like doing my accounting, and I was pretty sure I was doing it not wrong, but it could have been a lot better. And I found that for what it's going to cost me to get an accountant and the time it's going to save me each month, it's just going to be worth it for me to do that. And then on top of that, all the other admin, you've got to do things like client tracking or your client details or, like I say, all your forms and things like that. That takes up more time. So if you can free up time by farming off your accounting to someone else, I I would recommend it. It saved me a hell of a lot of time. And for the, for the cost it's costing me to have this accountant, um, it's it's worth it for me but keeping on top of your admin getting things in place early doors is a massive massive key when you're starting out as a PT secondly you have to work on your content and what you're providing to not only your clients um, and when I say content I'm talking about things that you're providing during your session so are you providing them with progress forms are you providing them with ways that they can see progress for, uh, for example before and after pictures are a great one if people are signing up for four six eight week blocks are you doing a before picture with them and then finishing off with an after picture so that they can see what progress has been made and then if you're not doing that the minimum you need to be doing is keeping track of things like weights or uh, personal bests so they can see in numerical terms and they can see it on a piece of paper how much they've improved over that time if you're not getting that kind of level of content for your clients they're going to be questioning whether they're making progress and you aren't going to have something on a piece of paper that says oh no actually you've done x amount in x amount of time you need to be giving them something visual that they can physically see that they can that they know that they've done something and chances are they will then go away to a family and friend and go oh look i have put on x amount of muscle or i've lost x amount of weight using jack as my personal trainer so that becomes a referral in itself and then that's the other one that you need to work on is getting referrals and testimonials. You need to show people that A, you've got experience and B, the people that have had that experience with you have had a positive experience and that they would recommend you. It's really, really easy to get testimonials, but I think a lot of people, myself included, I don't particularly like asking for testimonials, but it's something that has got to be done. And 95% of people are more than happy to go to give it to you. All you need to do is just ask them. They can even they can text you, they can email you, they can write it on a piece of paper. They just need three or four sentences as a minimum, just describing what it's like to train with you, what kind of results they've had, and would they recommend you to other people. 
you don't they don't need to be going into massive massive detail they don't need to be recording videos for you they just need to be giving you a minimum testimonial just talking about you as a trainer and what you can provide them or and other people as well these are great for sharing on Facebook you can then show them to potential clients you can have them on your website you need to make sure that you've got these testimonials to help people decide that they want to train with you after that Instagram especially you need to be networking with other PTs throughout Instagram. The reason, there are a couple of reasons for this. One, basically um, it helps you grow uh, as, a, as a personal trainer online. You start networking with other people and your profile and your uh, impact will grow. The main one though for me is that I've learned so much from people uh, on Instagram. Not just um, things like workouts and different kind of techniques of training, but like things like content, I f follow a few guys uh, on my Instagram, uh, Nathan Collins, uh, Alex uh, up in Manchester, and Alex in uh, Bath as well, just to name a few. I've, I've got others on there. But these guys, um, I've been on podcasts with them. I've worked with them. I've met. I, you know, we speak, and I look at what they're producing, and it helps give me ideas for new types of content. It motivates me because these guys are always putting in work. They've always got things coming out, which then puts me on that kind of level. I need to be creating this amount of content. I need to be providing this amount for my clients. These guys are nowhere near me in terms of geographical location, so they're not a threat to me as a one-to-one -one personal trainer. So it's really beneficial to learn off these guys and see what they're producing and what kind of things work and what doesn't. Uh, both both uh, Nathan and Alex have grown massively since I started following and Alex and Bath his his Project Sparks brand is growing daily as well so they're both good for me to watch and see what's working see what the community around them kind of likes to watch and give me ideas for content on my own Instagram as well and finally the last one that I'd say you need is you definitely need to find uh, a niche with your personal training brand. So when I say finding a niche, I'm talking about something specifically that you can offer as a personal trainer that sets you apart from other people. So are you uh, a weight loss specialist? Do you specialize in um, training women? Do you specialize in training men? Do you specialize in training athletes, like rugby players or football players? The niche I have found myself in and I'm quite happy about is I'm working not completely 100% but a lot of the people I'm working with they're all trying to add strength and muscle to themselves to their bodies different body parts and that's something that I almost fell into but it turned out that that's what I ended up being quite good at and now I know that that's my niche and that's what I'm trying to aim people towards through Olympic lifting and the CrossFit side of it as well I can make that strength training a lot more interesting the weightlifting side of it is very technical. People enjoy learning those kind of movements and you can massively improve your strength with that. So that's how I managed to find my niche. But it's important that you find yours. If you're brand new to personal training, like you literally got your qualification yesterday, I'd say it's too early for you to get a niche for now. Pick up what clients you can, learn from each one, and you'll quickly figure out which ones you don't want to be training long term. You'll figure out the kind of people and clients that you want to attract. Once you figure out that niche, that's when you start figuring out what content you need to be providing, what content you need to be putting out, and what marketing you need to be doing. If your niche is weight loss, 
you don't want to be putting out content about how to increase your strength. If your niche is like me and you're focusing on strength, you don't want to be putting out a load of content about um, fat blasting hip workouts and things like that. You need to be putting out content that is relevant to your audience and the people that you want to be targeting as an audience. So those are my main tips that I've got from starting as a PT. There are other ones I can go into like um, making sure that rent works for you and figuring out your profit and loss, but those things are a lot more basic. Hopefully the ones I've gone with are a bit more, um, not technical, just kind of a bit more relevant to being a PT in today's Instagram world. Um, and they are, genuinely these are things that I've implemented myself and have started to see working. Finding your niche and doing your admin are the two key ones for me and then content and networking are the ones after that that I think you can do. You can do that literally sat in bed for the last 20 minutes of the, just before you go to sleep. Go onto Instagram, network with people, talk talk on their comments, drop them a like, just get involved in that community. I've done uh, a podcast before, the Gary V $1.80 strategy, which could be relevant to you. Go and check that out as well. That kind of gives you a bit more um, technical details into building that community and talking to people and growing your brand on Instagram. So go and check that one out if you want to learn more about networking with PTs and stuff. Other than that, guys, I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. I know it's been a while since I last done one. Uh, I've got a couple more lined up. It's about to be the open as well, so hopefully I'll get some open-related content for that for all you CrossFit lovers. And until the next one, have a great day, and I'll speak to you soon.